finding the common place where most rules uh, are easy to agree upon, uh, whether that's something like quality measures that everyone's getting graded on as a provider anyway. Hi, I'm Marianne Bohr with Hims. I'm here with Chris Tyne, Senior Vice President of Product Development with Health Catalyst. Welcome, Chris. Hi, great to be here. Now, today we're going to talk about a data-driven approach to address population healthcare gaps. That's the right insight for the right person at the right time. So, Chris, maybe you could start off by explaining to us what are care gaps? What do you mean when we say care gaps? Almost everyone has one. Uh, it's normally something that is part of your care plan that's missing. Um, that can normally be a, a lab that should have been drawn based on a medication you take uh, or a visit you should have had with uh, your primary care provider to talk about something specific um, or something more complicated uh, like a vaccine or a mammogram or something along those lines. So it really runs the gamut of all types of procedures and office visits uh, that really should be in uh, your normal repertoire. Now, um, what impact would a care gap like that have on patient outcomes and to kind of take it to the sort of the macro picture, what impact would that have on the overall success of population health management programs? Yeah, so as you get into the, the lab side of it, uh, it's really for detection if there's anything that's abnormal uh, along the way, making sure you're healthy enough um, to either get a medication refill uh, or to make sure there's nothing that's, um, that's gone wrong uh, or changed in your uh, in your blood makeup. Um, that's probably the this most typical side. Um, but as you start to get into the um, some of the more complex ones, uh, reminders around vaccines and things along those lines, especially when they're seriesed out over uh, weeks or months, um, it, it, it serves as a great reminder for providers who may forget um, and not be able to put in those second, uh, second and third doses of different things. Um, overall, uh, each individual lab gens- ends up becoming part of the quality of care that's given to a patient. Um, they generally line up with fairly established rules uh, around different areas uh, of medicine. And that can range from things around quality measures uh, all the way through uh, just general uh, general guidelines that are given by different groups. Um, so at, following that care plan helps really drive a population um, towards the healthy status, uh, making sure they're getting all of that right care uh, and uh, getting it in a really effective way. Makes sense. Now, what do you think, Chris, distinguishes organizations that have found success in addressing these care gaps from those that maybe haven't done quite as well? Yeah, there's there's kind of two ways that, that we've seen uh, places work through it. Uh, the first is probably the traditional way is throw as many people at the problem as you can. Uh, so having um, groups of different people that are combing through patients' charts and looking through binders for different rules and things along those lines. Uh, and then the, the latter, um, they're the other group that starts to look at technology um, and try and find uh, different decision support, support tools, different reports, things along those lines to bring it. Uh, and unfortunately, there's a, a, um, a third group of that that's not really part of people addressing care gaps, but it's those that don't do a lot or don't do anything particular to address them and really put all that burden on the care team and the provider themselves to keep patients uh, fully compliant with their different care plans. Right. They get complicated very fast. I know that. 
Um, so what role do you believe technology has in making sure that providers can address these gaps really effectively and efficiently? Yeah, technology is really great at certain things. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, there's a lot of if this, then that type rules that happen um, specifically around gaps in care. Um, are, you're on a specific medication. You should be monitoring these specific labs. Those are things that are issued by the FDA as medications are approved, uh, issued by different medical journals and studies as far as what people should be looking at, making sure there's no complications uh, and so forth. There's dozens and dozens of those rules for every patient. Uh, and finding different elements within the patient's chart, uh, within their claims information, um, within uh, vaccine registries and so forth, help build that complex care plan very quickly. Um, it takes a lot of time for people to do it manually. Uh, and one thing we really don't have in healthcare is uh, a lot of time, unfortunately. Right. Now, how does this technology, how would it embed into uh, EMRs, into electronic medical records and uh, provider workflows? Yeah, so uh, the goal uh, of any good decision support tool is to make sure that it's where people are going to be. Uh, make sure that it's right where a provider is already looking. So there's minimal amounts of training or reminders that need to happen to, to find that information. Um, so the goal that we have is to try and blend into an existing EMR uh, and exi right where they're normally sitting. Um, so the way that we've taken this approach is uh, how to get that information there is to make sure that we're taking uh, a customized approach with every EMR. Um, using the available standards, um, FHIR, HL7, and so forth, uh, to bring information in, uh, and then dive deeper um, into customizations that are available for specific APIs in any EMR. Uh, that way, most providers don't even know that there's a computer working in the background for them, and it looks like somebody is uh, in their office, typed out the information, pended their orders, and uh, allows them to help deliver their care um, just like the, the team that they already trust. Now, uh, Chris, do you believe it's possible to scale that kind of care management program effectively? It is. Um, and we've seen uh, some clients do it in, in a lot of different ways, um, but it takes, it takes discipline and standardization. Um, standardization is always a hot topic as you get into providers, um, but finding the common place where most rules uh, are easy to agree upon, uh, whether that's something like quality measures that everyone's getting graded on as a provider anyway, uh, and then making sure that content is really well developed on top of that. Uh, so whether it's coming from respected medical journals uh, or the FDA themselves or other main sources along those lines uh, allows us to help build the trust of those providers. So even though things are standardized, uh, it doesn't necessarily start to feel forced or something they wouldn't do on their own, uh, given all that information. That's an important consideration. And uh, speaking of, you know, these providers, you know, especially with uh, the pandemic, we hear all the time that providers are just burned out, physicians and nurses. So how can this technology, uh, does it seek to alleviate some of those burdens that can lead to burnout? Absolutely. Um, so we really look at it from a workflow perspective, first and foremost. Um, so there's an end goal. We need to make sure that the workflow makes sense. Um, you can bombard people with all sorts of information. Uh, and if you add work on top of it, uh, the patient starts to suffer 
because um, there's not enough time to prep for that visit and so forth. Um, so really focusing on how does this get faster? Um, we focused on the documentation side. Uh, that's something that there's this keystrokes and clicks that end up happening within any EMR out there um, that en- that needs to happen uh, and for really good reasons. Uh, but if we can help automate that and bring that information to the forefront, so ev- that care plan is written out uh, and brought to the providers um, and their care team, um, that's a great step. Uh, the other side is we try to tee up as much information uh, as we can. Um, so, uh, whether we can pen to orders and um, bring that information right to the forefront that can be signed with a click or two, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, you need this, now go find how to do that in the EMR uh, right. allows for that automation. Yeah, it's definitely like there's a lot of uh, room to uh, to grow in that sort of like automating workflows so that the doctor or the nurse hasn't got to think of everything all the time themselves. It makes a lot of sense. Now, let me kind of talk about some of the key takeaways that I've that I've gotten from this, it seems like the data-driven approach to address these gaps in care, that can really help uh, to reduce the uh, time demands on doctors and nurses and to reduce their administrative workload. And um, that it seems like it really could empower physicians to, uh, you know, provide better care, like, you know, before the visit, they can, you know, kind of quickly familiarize themselves with, you know, where this patient is and have they got, you know, everything they need to see? Have they got their ducks in a row to see this person? So before, during, and after that visit with that patient, I know that, like, there's nothing doctors hate more than having to, like, flip open the EMR and just be searching for something while that person is right there in front of them. Okay. And uh, another thing I saw is a sort of a, that this could, that this could even help boost patient confidence in, you know, in their care team, in the providers. And, uh, that way they can uh, get a higher quality of care for a better outcome. And it's easy to see how that can, you know, translate out into the macro setting of, you know, as each patient's health improves, then maybe their, you know, their community outcomes improve. And you can kind of see that develop over time. Would you say that that's, you know, a pretty accurate uh, picture of what we've been talking about here today? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, Confidence from the the patient's perspective, and the one thing we really like to see is eye contact from your physician. Um, there's so many things that they have to type out. Normally, it will take longer than a visit of documentation and things that need to go into the EMR uh, than a provider can possibly stand. Um, so having that eye contact when things are teed up in the background um, helps look for things that may not be obvious. Uh, and having that communication with your patient um, can really drive better outcomes and really help them understand a little bit more um, while the system takes care of uh, the really standard things, um, the givens, things that the doctor and the provider and the care team really doesn't need to to worry about as much because it'll happen. Right. It really seems like if you remember the, if you remember the old days of, you know, the doctor having to take a thick, you know, chart of papers and really look through it. This seems like it'd be a great alternative that can really help save everybody time in the long run. So is there anything else you might want to add? Is there anything you want to talk about how Health Catalyst is helping work with these with these uh, factors and improve that care gap? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that that's really exciting uh, is the amount of data um, that is captured uh, in the system uh, and now the ability that we have to, to refine it. 
uh, as technology has gotten better through all sorts of machine learning, AI, um, simple rules that are out there. Um, the people that never really get to benefit from it uh, are the providers. Um, they're normally the ones putting the information in. Um, so our goal is to continue to make sure they have the right information in front of them um, that'll help them automate as much as they can, um, but also allows them to empower their care team a lot more uh, and delegate uh, to them as needed, um, especially if it's uh, procedures that can be done by a, a nurse as opposed to a provider um, and things along those lines. So um, that's really what we're most excited about as we get it. And the winners in all of this um, become the patients, um, just getting more care, getting uh, uh, getting a better outcome along the way. Absolutely. Definitely a, a more satisfied provider definitely makes her more satisfied patient if they can, you know, see everything and, you know, really talk to each other and get to the root of their problems. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I really want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. 